0: And Varys is like, Oh, 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 you get me every time! (laughs) What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series on Clash of Kings. I'm Nate, joining me as always is my, this brother, Zach. What up, on Clash of Kings. uh, On Clash of Kings. On Clash
1: of Kings. Uh, Um, hey, thanks for joining (laughs) us. (laughs) (laughs) If you've us before, you know we read Game of Thrones. If you haven't, we are full spoiler. We will talk about things that will spoil you and make you a rotten fruit. We'll just turn you into a sour banana, a rotten grape, a spoiled apple. Good,
0: yeah, that was good. I don't want to come up with any spoilers right now because
1: that was why I went with the fruit analogy. I like it. Yeah.
0: So, last episode we read Sansa, the first uh, chapter of Sansa. Yeah. For Clash of Kings, <clears throat> Joffrey's name day. What up? Party in the USA. It wasn't a big party, but at the very end of that chapter, no, we got to meet joust. Tyrion, who arrived in King's Landing. And that's who we're reading this episode. Last time we were with Tyrion, he was still at the crossroads. Yeah, he was having dinner with his pops. It was a sweet. Yeah, where he was finally family dinner, getting some sweet respect, but only because he Tywin, chucked a wine
1: glass on the ground and made a sweet like analogy
0: about how there's peace, yeah, you know, so peace. that was cool and all, and Jamie's he liked fucked. that. But yeah, Jamie is fucked, and he had just given up hope on him, so. Tyrion arrived, and we are now reading his first point-of-view chapter. Yeah, because the biggest point of
1: the chapter is Tywin is sending him to King's Landing to rule. There's too too much bullshit coming out of King's Landing between Cersei and Joffrey, with Ned Stark getting his head chopped off, with Barris and Selmy getting dismissed, with fucking all of it. So Tywin's busy fighting a war in the Riverlands. Cersei had demanded his fucking presence— demanded him come at once to King's Landing to protect against Joffrey, and Tywin kind of laughed that off and said he
0: was sending Tyrion instead to rule in his And stead. what better way to like get a fucking burn at Cersei? Yes. Yeah, Tywin send, knows what he's doing. Than to send Tyrion and his clansmen.
1: And like. so yeah, we this chapter picks up immediately after Sansa sees Tyrion walking yeah, away at the end of where hers. he has
0: arrived at the small council room which is being guarded by member of the king's guard sir mandon Moore. and i brought this up last episode <laughs> yes. he
1: tyrion notes that in his nightly reignments of the king's guard he
0: looks a corpse in a shroud he's just so gaunt and which is a very similar description that Sansa gave Mandy Moore, which is why you had mentioned it last chapter. But yeah, so according to Jamie Lannister, this is the most dan- dangerous man amongst the he's King's He's the most Guard. Dangerous. He, dangerous. He wears
1: denim and he'll fix your cable. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, he's the, uh... He's the most dangerous because... Excepting Jamie himself, except, right, of, course, of course. Because his face gave no hint of what he might do next. And as Tyrion is approaching and Mandan Moore is I just wanna call him Mandy Moore. <laughs> as as Mandy Moore is being adamant that Cersei left specific orders that Council is not to be disturbed. They're they're discussing important shit. And Tyrion presents a letter from Tywin, the hand of the king, and he Mandan is just not having it. And Tyrion would like a like a fucking hint at what this guy's gonna do, thinking that Bronn and Timit could probably kill him if it came to swords, but that'd be kind of a shitty start to his return to King's Landing. So, yeah. he introduces Timot and Bronn, and mentions that Bronn is the one who slayed Servardus Egan up in the Eyrie, and asks if he knows him, and Mandon's like, yeah, I've heard of him. So, he ends up standing aside, telling them they can enter, but that Kron and Timmick may not. Tyrion can, they can't.
0: A small victory, and he'll take it. Yeah, so So... he
1: shoulders through the door, feeling almost tall at his little minor victory there, and (laughs) the five council members immediately broke off their discussion, and Cersei greets him with a "you."
0: The exact same greeting that
1: Joffrey gave to him back in the last chapter. In equal disbelief and distaste, and Tyrion quotes the guy to... brings it back to Joffrey, saying, I
0: see where Joffrey learned his courtesies. Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> and, and he basically says that he's there to deliver a letter from the father. And he gives that over to Varys. He uh, he's,
1: he pauses well, for a minute. Yeah, to and, and I think it's just interesting because Ned Stark did the same yeah, thing yeah. to examine the Valerian Sphinxes. And he takes on this air of casual confidence because he notes that Cersei can smell
0: fear like a dog. Which is the opposite of what Ned did. Yeah. And it's funny that like so early on in this book, which it was pretty early on considering what occurred in Game of Thrones when Ned did first arrive there and... And make that But he went in nervous and cautious Yeah we're kind of
1: getting this to the beginning of the same tale yeah, again But
0: it's... with Tyrion who knows how to play And so yeah it's very interesting To see him playing them so well And, and I, I really love
1: mean. Varys when he grabs The, the scroll because he grabs it And he's like looking it over and he's like It,
0: it gives every appearance of being genuine <laughs> And what a wonderful shade of wax And yeah, so yeah, Cersei
1: snatches you. it from him And says of course it's genuine And she breaks the seal and reads And Tyrion just walks Watches her, uh, noticing that she had taken the king's chair, as Joffrey was probably, like, robber in that he didn't really attend council meetings. So Tyrion clambered up into the hand's chair, as it seemed only appropriate. And so Cersei reads out the letter that Tyrion is to serve in Tywin's place, as hand,
0: and that the council are to welcome him and sanction this. Which... Pycelle and Janos Slynn immediately start praising. We could use your counsel, Lord Tyrion. Yeah, Janos Slynn
1: sort of gives the state of the city here in saying that we have sore need of you, my lord. Rebellion everywhere, this grim omen in the sky, and rioting in the city streets. But Cersei, Cersei is having none of it, and she lashes out at him. Whose fault is that, Lord Janos? The gold cloaks are charged with keeping the peace. Tyrion... You could better serve us on the field of battle, bitch. Yeah, he... Bitch! And,
0: like, none of them know... Everyone there knows that that's not true. That Tyrion <laughs> is definitely not better served on the battlefield. And he's like, nah. Um, nah. Fuck that, because <laughs> yeah. I would much rather have wine and bitches than... Yeah, basically. ...swords and horses and, and little finger Littlefinger laughs. Yeah. Saying, A man yeah. after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking... <laughs> Which he then that sets Tyrion off well yeah Tyrion like, smiles
1: at him remembering a certain dagger with a dragon bone hilt in Valerian steel and thinks that we must have a talk about that and soon wondering if Baelish will find that amusing as well so yes, Tyrion's already on this checklist of yeah, who he motherfuckers needs to talk to he's here. gotta start sorting shit out yeah, with yeah.
0: well cause he's taking while well, he's mentioning it to Cersei or he will here in a minute he, his father said, look into these things. The council members. He intends to actually look into them. Yeah,
1: so Cersei rereads the letter, and she asks how many men he's brought, and he answers, a few hundred of my own, as father was loathed the part with his.
0: I gave father a royal command. She is pissed.
1: Yeah, what, uh, what good is a few hundred if Renly marches this, on the city or Stannis sails from Dragonstone? I asked for an army, and father sends me a dwarf. The king names the hand with the council's consent. The king chose father. And Tyrion right back. And our father named me. And Cersei, like, I'm surprised by how far she goes when she says he cannot do that. He can't do that without Joffrey's consent. Like... It's it's Tywin fucking Lannister. Like, well, that's
0: what she was hoping that because it's her in charge, he's not going to try and undermine her in any way. But
1: it's Tywin fucking well, Lannister. Yeah, we Cersei. know that. Well, Cersei knows this. Yeah, but
0: she's still. I feel like she's going to. Oh well, father wouldn't dare step on his little princess. That I'm the queen. Like yeah. he hasn't really done anything like that since. But he hasn't needed to because Robert was in charge. But
1: so. Tyrion asks for a moment alone with his sister, and as they all rise to leave, Littlefinger asks if he should prepare Tyrion's room in Mamer's whole fast, And Tyrion answers that he's taking Lord Stark's old chambers in the Tower of the Hand. And Littlefinger laughs and yeah. says, that, You're a braver man than me. You do know the fate of the
0: last two hands. And Tyrion... Apparently knows his history better than Littlefinger. Yeah, no shit. Lists off the last, like, six that have died Yeah, if you mean to frighten me, why not
1: say four? Because Ares' last hand was killed during the sack of King's Landing, and the one before burned to death. The two before died landless and penniless. My lord father was the last hand to depart, with his names, property, and parts all intact. And Littlefinger just says, All the more reason, I'd sooner bed in the dungeons.
0: Yeah, so
1: they, which Tyrion thinks you may. Yeah, like a, get, you may you may get that be, wish.
0: Might be coming up pretty depending
1: soon. on what I find, and but he, instead he just says, "Whatever curse lingers over the Tower of the Hand, I pray it's small. I'm small enough to escape its notice." And slint fucking.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking.
1: Crab and so yeah, they of the fucking. They theory. leave.
0: Yeah, which le- then Cersei asks if you know. He came here just to give them history lessons or if he plans on serving a purpose, basically. And he just kind of blows her off for, like, the first half of the conversation. He doesn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, she gets, like, pretty, has father lost his senses? Did you forge this letter? Why would he inflict you on me? And, yeah, she's, I am Joff's regent, and I sent him a royal command. This is her being pissed that Tywin didn't fucking jump when she said jump and Tyrion answers he ignored you he has a large
0: army he can do that <laughs> yeah, but, well that's it like he has con- he, he the sa- look at the sack yeah Cersei. joffrey like,
1: is king in nothing he he's king in name and that's it he has no real power it's people like Jano Slint who are believing what the fuck right, joffrey Cersei is
0: putting yeah. out and so yeah it's the, Tywin knows that he holds the actual strength and Cersei tries to power move it and
1: says, if I name this letter a forgery and tell them to throw you in a dungeon, no one will ignore that, I promise you. And yeah,
0: and he's basically like, yeah, especially our father when he gets the here. The one
1: with the army. Yeah. <laughs> like, And then he, he asks her, why throw me in a dungeon, sweet sister? I've come all this way to help you, not hinder our family, and I don't require your help. It was father's presence that I commanded, and he... Just, I think this is when he's had enough. And he goes, yeah, but it's Jamie you want. Yeah. And she fancied herself subtle, but he had been able to read her like his favorite book. He's been watching her all his life. And now he could read Rage and Fear on her face. And he goes on to say, Jamie's as much as my brother is yours. Give me the support, and I promise we will have him freed and returned unharmed. And she immediately wants to know how. They aren't like to forget that we beheaded Lord Stark.
0: And he's like, well, we have the two daughters, so we we at least have that. I saw the older one with Joffrey in the yard. Yeah, and so she's like, yeah, uh, about that. So Ooh. we're down to one. And she tells him Sir Mary Trant was sent to fetch the younger one, but the dancing instructor... Interfered, got in between, and she fled,
1: and no one, no one has seen her since. No one. LOL.
0: She's and so likely she's, she's presumed dead. dead.
1: Yeah, and so Tywin, uh, Tywin geez, Tyrion supposes that uh, one Stark girl will have to do. So he asks about the council and if she trusts each of the council members, and she's kind of like, Why? What's that like, got he, to
0: do with anything? Are, are we? Are are we suspecting them? We, or something? Yeah. Should
1: we not? And. I wrote this quote down. It says, "He, uh, she asks what it is that father
0: knows. Well, because she says that she doesn't trust anybody, but that she she's She uses fine. Like, them because so, they're aligned yeah. to her, yeah. But
1: why? What just... does father know? And Tyrion says, he knows your son's short reign has been a, a long parade of follies and disasters. And that suggests that Joffrey is being given bad counsel. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much why Tyrion is here. That's the gist of it. Tywin's pissed because Ned Stark being killed was an absolute fucking debacle. Selmy being dismissed was an absolute fucking yeah, debacle. Right. And she says that Joffrey's had no lack of good counsel. He's just strong-willed, as he always has been. And now as king, he believes he should do as he pleases, not as he's bid. Which, like, no he's fucking- He's still 13-year-old no Well, child. like, no shit, though. This is the way Cersei's raised him, is to believe that what he wants is what he should get at any fucking moment. And yeah. so now, suddenly, she's like, yeah, no, he's just strong-willed, as he's always been. And Tyrion says, crowns do queer things to the heads beneath them. And he asks the Eddard Stark business, Joffrey's work- and Cersei actually grimaced at this. And yeah, because you can
0: see the distaste, which makes me think of our discussion last time and believe, makes me believe more that it might have been Cersei sending uh, word for Ned Stark down to yeah. the, the boatsman there, whoever yeah, it was. Yeah, Cersei was in. That, uh, that to Yorin. Yeah, it. she was in to send Ned Stark to the Wall. Yeah, so. so, yeah, she she says, we had all planned on sending him to the Wall. He would be out of our hair. We wouldn't have to deal with him, and that would be just fine. But then Joffrey made the decision. He wanted to give the mob a show. Yeah. And
1: Jano, Slint and ill and pain, went ahead blithely without a word from me. And the High Septon now claims we profaned Balor's sept with blood after lying about our intent. And Tyrion immediately latches on Slint so and Slint was part of it was he whose
0: idea was he now yeah yeah whose idea there.
1: to put to grant him heron Hall he now
0: I like this because the the just because the heron Hall involvement Littlefinger set all that up yeah everything to do with the city granted it was the city watch and the payment and stuff but heron Hall and he becomes Lord of Heron Hall himself eventually and we'll also hear he, uh, during when before he left. There was mention of... When he said, man, after my own heart, he had said some comments about Lisa, Aaron, mm. and Eerie as well being fucking batshit. And he agreed, agreed wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah. which I think is something we kind of forget when we get further in and Littlefinger is dealing with yeah, Lace Arryn. Yeah, that's He's main... aware of that psycho shit, and he has <laughs> to deal with it to get his fucking master plan in order. Yeah, but... uh,
1: Cersei tells him that Stark plotted with Renly and wrote Stannis. We might have lost it all, and it was close. If Sansa hadn't come and told me all of her father's plans, and Tyrion surprised that at that. Yeah, truly, Tyrion. his yeah. own daughter, and... Cersei kind of explains where Sansa was She was wet in love with Joffrey. It's such a savage way to describe this young girl. I mean, yeah, she would have done anything for Joffrey until he cut off her father's head. That put an end to that. So, again, we kind of get the other side of it, that, like, Cersei isn't really fooled by Sansa's...
0: She is fully aware of the fact that you were absolutely obsessed with him up to the letter writing. But once the head thing happens... And, I mean, like, Cersei gets it,
1: because, like, I think Cersei's able to put herself in the position of Sansa, of, like, someone did that to her, she would want them dead. Well, and that's
0: it. Cersei was, again, wanted Ned to live. She wanted Joffrey to play this part, and she knows that that's another one of those negative effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's now
1: got a wife who's going to try to conspire against them. There is no absolutely convincing her that her mother and brother are traitors, because now she wants him dead for what... And Cersei knows that, which I just think is an interesting spin on it where we know Sansa is growing and is learning what people want and everything and is crowing back what is expected of her, but is actually garnering some right. decent info. But Cersei's aware of yeah. it. So next he brings up the dismissal of Sir Barry the Bold. And Cersei just kind of resignedly signs and says, Joffrey wanted someone to blame for Robert. Varus suggest- suggested Sir Barristan, and why not? Now, it gave Jamie command of the King's Guard and a seat on the small council and allowed allowed Joffrey to throw a bone to his dog.
0: He's very fond of Sandor Clegane. Do you think that does Barist uh Varys help Barry across the sea to Danny?
1: Um, I think Illyrio does. So I think Illyrio
0: sends So Varis wants Barristan to be on Danny's side, yeah. Over there God god. Damn it, how early on. I,
1: I also, I kind of want to keep an eye on it because I it could be intended for Arston to be going to Fagon and not oh, yeah, dead, And right. But he ends up running into Daenerys Targaryen right. because he's Varys and Selmy, yeah. and he's a strong, independent white man. You don't need no, indeed, no <laughs> Varys or Lirio, but I want to kind of keep an eye on that. But yeah, this is the start of that, I think. This is... Varys wants Barristan's good-natured to, right, knightliness for the over there like, for the people who deserve it. And right. so, yeah. And then also the fact that Joffrey is just very fond of Sandor Clegane yeah, I think he is interesting. And there. I think that's because Joffrey has this perceived image of Sandor Clegane. Well, he this, just sees
0: that scary
1: persona. The monstrous hound. Who,
0: since he's there to serve his... He knows how to survive is by following orders. So he follows the orders, but... He's just a big menacing presence. That's not who Sandor actually is. Yeah, And so, yeah, Joffrey latches onto that and utilizes it the best way he can. But that's fucking... Sandor is the true knight. Like, he wants to be that noble, pure... But he wants to live. So Tyrion brings up, too, that... Uh... Barristan
1: slew two gold cloaks when they had tried to seize him at the mud gates, and C- Cersei looks very unhappy
0: and mentions that Janos Slynt is not as competent as someone might have and wished. And should have sent way more. But then he also continues on that Barristan the Bold's name is practically fucking legend. He and Jaime are the only survivors
1: of Tar- Ares Targaryen seven. Small folk talk of him, akin to Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight and S- Simeon Star Eyes. What do you imagine they'll think seeing in the Bold riding beside Robb Stark or Stannis Baratheon?
0: I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, Cersei. You,
1: and but Father says, did. Yes, that Father That is why did. he sent me, to put an end to these follies and to bring your son to heel. And so there, fucking bada-boom. And that's, like... I had not considered that. No fucking shit you hadn't. You hadn't considered a lot, apparently. Yeah, no fuck. you're demanding Tywin just fucking take his army south, like, or back to King's Landing. You're just, you're being dense. South you're being South correct. You were South, right. yeah, I know. And, but she does truthfully say that Joffrey will no more listen to you than he did me. And,
0: and he says, no, nah, you're wrong. He there. might. And because he still, he knows that, don't give me well, that. Don't try talking through the middle, putting fucking chapstick on. That's life, I suppose. He knows that Joffrey has no respect for his mother and won't listen to her whatsoever because she won't actually hurt him. And Cersei fucking flosses if her I'd friend. ever
1: allow you to hurt my son. And, and he's yada, like,
0: yada, yada. it's my nephew. I wouldn't actually hurt your fucking son. I have his best interests at heart. But he doesn't know. If he
1: feels threatened, he'll be more inclined to listen. And he actually takes her hand at this point and says, I am your brother, you know. You need me, whether you care to admit it or no. Your son needs me. If he's to have a hope of retaining that ugly iron chair. And Cersei just seems shocked that he would even touch her. And she she says, you have always been cunning. Which is like the most... Complimentative she'll ever be And he says in my own small way And she says It may be worth trying but make no mistake If I accept you You'll be the king's hand in name But my hand in truth You will share all your plans and intentions Before you act And do nothing without my consent Understand And he says oh yes And she asks do you agree And it says certainly He lied Certainly. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> I am yours, sister, for as long as I need to be, he thinks. And then he says, now that we are of one purpose, no more secrets. You say Joff had Stark killed and Varys dismissed Selmy. Littlefinger gave us Janos. Yet who murdered John Arryn? I
0: do
1: she... she pulls her hand back, but... and then Tyrion mentions, like, Lysa seemed to think it was me. You don't know anything about that, do you?
0: Hmm? Yeah, and she has no clue according to No, his.
1: yeah, the fool Eddard Stark accused me of the same thing, and then she kind of starts to blunder and says, Aaron John Aaron suspected or or well he believed that you are fucking Jamie. We get it.
0: We know. And one of uh three, I think. Yes. Sh- she slapped him. And he says that, you know, I'm not as blind as our father is. Uh I'm just disappointed that you only <laughs> open your legs for one brother. Slap two. <laughs> And then he... Uh, I'm he,
1: jesting. Tr- Truth be told, I'd sooner a nice whore. I never understood what Jamie saw in you, apart from his own reflection. Slap number three.
0: And so he starts chuckling, and he, he <laughs> smiles. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that if you keep doing that, oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: may get angry. And she, that kind of stills her hand for a minute, and she's... So what if, what if you do... And then he just asks, how is it that you killed Robert? And we learn this whole yeah, nonsense. Yeah, we get the details because
0: we knew at this way. Lancel got him drunker off of yeah, a stronger strong wine
1: man. and let everything else just kind of happen. The boar, a boar, never was a boar so delicious, she says. It tasted like triumph. <laughs> you
0: fucking you dark, sadistic. You You were sister. born to be a widow, he says. This <laughs> like... If that doesn't encapsulate, Tyrion rather liked it
1: Robert. Like, I do like that said, that's revealed. It says but... in his
0: big, drunken, oafish way. Yeah. Because uh, he thinks mostly because of how much he detested Cersei. And I thought that was just, of all the things, of course that's what he would like Robert the most for. So, And Robert just likes to drink and fuck. Like, well, yeah. That's Tyrion, uh, yeah, a man that's... after Tyrion's <laughs> own heart. Like.
1: So Cersei, of course, down to brass tacks, asks how he'll free Jaime. And he says, I'll tell you when I know. Schemes are like fruit. They require a certain ripening. And now I have a mind to take measure of the city and ride. And so he gets up to leave and he tells her parting requests. Kindly make certain no harm comes to Sansa Stark. It would not do to lose both daughters. So, like, yeah, you know, don't Which,
0: fuck up again. It's cool though that he's following up with what he told Sansa, uh, in the end of her last chapter. That is uh, from him specifically. No harm will, no savagery will be fall her because she was worried about being surrounded by lions. And so that he's making that like, back the fuck off, this girl. Yeah. like. Yeah, dumbasses. yeah, yeah. Keep her safe from Joffrey at the very least,
1: and so yeah.
0: I think he, we're going with that, like, because he heads downstairs, um, and, or heads outside the door, and he meets up with uh, Bronn, yeah. who is no longer with Timot, son of Timot, and he asks where he's at. Apparently, out exploring, wondering. and so. Uh, he tells Braun that he's planning on heading to the Broken Anvil, which we know is the inn outside of town a bit, yeah. or on the outskirts. And Braun asks if he wants an escort, but he's declined and told instead to go and get all of the clansmen, help the steward quarter them in the bottom tower, bottom part of the hand of the tower. Yeah, and he he's plans on taking. Uh, calling upon the
1: captain of Cersei's household guard to remind them to recall their oath is to Casterly Rock,
0: not to Cersei or J- Joffrey. And, uh, so I really like the, the the difference there, again, between Ned and Tyrion playing the game is that Ned was doing his guard, the Northerners, these outsiders. Tyrion is like, oh, those are your, gar- your ha- house, Cersei? No, 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 that's our house. Yeah. Come the fuck at me! You want to play this game, bitch? Yeah, no. But his own men are going before he leaves the tower. We are going to meet with our small council, and take a quick little breather there. We'll be back with you to give some quick socials, and then we'll jump right back into yeah Tyrion one from Clash of Kings. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Small Council Meeting! We uh, just apologize some... for interrupting the Tyrion episode. Yeah, it's a pretty juicy conversation. Yeah, like Zach said, just some quick updates, some socials, that kind of plugs, information. So to start, we may as well begin with the Instagram, uh, which you can always write to us, uh, at Manners Without. We've got a message from our Instagram, from a... S. Roberts, uh, and so she just had to say, I'm back. Had to do another bulk intake, listening on that old. We don't use the name around here anymore, but she's now listening on Stitcher, which we are very happy. If you're listening there, please leave us rates and reviews. I believe she did early on, so that's great. She caught up to Tyrion 9 on Game of Thrones, but uh, she's reading Brand 1 in Feast currently, so she's ahead in the reweed. Re weed, apparently. We weed. So she wanted to just give her book inductee for Game of Thrones, so we're going to give that here quickly. Um, do you want to read that, Zach? Sure, yeah. She says
1: When I first read the books, I hated slash loved Danny. Her rapid growth into womanhood, yet being a stupid, naive child, gave her this redeeming character that needed an ear pull. Then fell in complete love with TV, first season, Danny. Now in my reread, I still have to give it to her. You get to watch the Sark children grow into their immediate adulthood after a trauma. Danny is sold, and she is a child who has been molested by her brother and given to a warrior man. She grew exponentially from her personal trauma. This Danny is still an uneducated to life child, super sheltered, and then thrown into a completely different lifestyle and culture. I want to induct this Danny for her ability to adjust and immerse herself.
0: Wonderful.
1: Hell of an inductee. Excellent. And she just says, love, love, love your podcast. Three loves. That's a lot of love. We feel it. We bathe in it. We bask in it. Yeah, And apparently bathe in it. Bathe in it. You, you He does that by himself. I'm not present for that because that's weird. But thank for. you, S. Roberts. There was we some numbers it. at the end of your name, but I'm just going to go with S. Roberts. Works for me. And so, yeah, if you want to write into us, I'm, as S. Roberts just did, and give us an inductee on anything... You can reach us many ways. She,
0: he. But, uh, she, as we mentioned, was Instagram. Instagram. They uh, got us there at Manners Without. That's also my Twitter at Manners Without. Zach is on Twitter at Carstark92. I'm kind of on Twitter. That's C Carstark, not K Carstark, because reasons. And we are also available uh, via email without Manners Brotherhood at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group, Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast, or. For the initiated, we have a private Facebook group <gasps> for those who are subscribed to our Patreon. Mm-hmm. And you can subscribe to our Patreon where you get some bonus episodes at patreon.com slash withoutmanners. All of those are viable methods. Please got rate. got some
1: sweet episodes up on Patreon. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Dope. Uh, sample chapters from Winds of Winter.
1: We've got a new one on the horizon that's coming at you soon. We've already got that one
0: decided. We just got a nail out of time to record it, and we'll get that one up. So go follow that. We appreciate you listening. We'll let you get back to the episode now. Yeah.
1: So, an hour later, he rode from the Red Keep with a dozen Lannister guards, and as they pass beneath the mounted heads, uh, the the ones with tar that Joffrey's kept up there, Ned. he orders them taken down and given to the Silent Sisters for cleaning, because even in war, certain decencies need to be observed.
0: Yeah, and the head of the, go- the uh, Lannister guards there that he got... Captain, Captain Vilar. Vilar. Yeah. Yeah, I like that name. I'm fucking nobody. I like it. Captain Whatever. Vilar. You say he's a nobody, but I'm stealing I'll that like name it. for D D word. Uh Captain Vilar says that he they've been commanded to leave them up until the three empty ones are filled, and Tyrion's like, ooh, let me guess. <laughs> Rob Stark, R- Renly Baratheon, and hmm Stannis? Huh. Oh. He's thirteen, yo take them the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, Tyrion suggests
1: Captain Vilar's head up there and then he changes his tune real quick and says they'll be taken down on the morrow, sir. And so Tyrion is not at all pleased by what he sees of the rest of the city. A naked corpse being torn at by feral dogs yeah. on the street
0: of looms. Does that, like, does that, put it on a, that's a pretty fucking vivid image, <laughs>
1: yeah. Like a, tor- a corpse a, a naked being corpse, corpse just torn, torn apart t- yeah. in the
0: street by a pack of feral dogs. And I just was kind of thinking, well, because of...
1: we're building up to the bread riots. Well, the, I was thinking is... about the
0: imagery of that and the the foreshadowing, and how many different houses have feral dogs associated with them. The only feral dog I can think of is Sandor Clegane, and like I feel like it's almost this red herring of of Martin trying to like, he was just talking about how the Cersei just referred to Joffrey throwing his His dog dog bone. bone, And then now, you know, this immediate, this feral pack of dogs. And so I feel like it's him kind of making you think that this is, that Cleganes, this, this, terrible awful horrible person this is how feral dogs act and sandor's just a feral dog mm. um but i'm probably just reaching
1: <laughs> Tyrion goes on to note that the markets are conspicuously empty of any farmers selling any type of food one man is actually selling rats and he asks vilar about the food and the, he answers that the roads are closed both south and west with renly doing his shit right. and Everything else. He even
0: says, though, that the rats still look more enticing than some of what the butchers in the area have to offer. And then he points out that it appears that it's cheaper to hire swords by the bakers than the bread itself. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks what Cersei's done about it, and
1: Vilar answers that she's taken steps to restore the king's peace, bolstering the defenses of the cities. There are arrows and swords being crafted daily in the Alchemist Guild has pledged 10,000 jars of wildfire. And Tyrion shifts uncomfortably in his saddle, pleased that Cersei had not been idle about the city defenses, but wildfire was treacherous stuff, and 10,000 jars could turn all of King's Landing to
0: cinders.
1: I, I drew on my hand a little bit, so I'm...
0: Oh, I up. thought you were going to go and lick your finger and, thss, no. and put out, like, the hot... No, nope. I licked my finger fingers. to get the ink off my that, other finger because okay. I drew on myself. Anyway, yeah, so we know that Zach has his gets his hard-on theory for Arya burning down the city of King's Landing via wildfire, and it's a wonderful theory, and I very much like it. Um, how much do you think, do do, do, you, do we learn how much of this wildfire he uses yes, in the Battle of Blackwater? I
1: believe Tyrion does have in-book encounters with the Alchemist Guild, and we will learn the exact number. No, I think it's somewhere around, like, 8,000 jars yeah, are actually yeah. ready to be, like, good to go. But, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that, yeah, we will get a scene down, down where they're yeah, kept. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, he asks how Cersei plans to pay for all this nonsense, because it ain't no secret that Robert left them in debt.
0: And we learn that Littlefinger has put up this very clever but cruel fucking tax, because since everybody fled the city due to just nastiness well, and fled craziness, to the city. Yeah, and and more were fleeing back and trying to return into the city. Um. There was a entry fee, yeah. an entry tax into King's Landing. And so those that – because he saw a lot of these people on the yeah, road. Yeah,
1: families, and poor farmers. And what
0: little they have, they now have to pay for the safety of putting that wall between them and the war. And they'll happily do so. Yeah. yeah,
1: and so it's desperation. It's taking advantage of these people's desperation, which clever and cruel. Like they're going to pay it, but they need that money to survive, and now they're in the city but poor. And so that's where the feral dog, the hunger is coming in. They've got thousands of starving people. So Tyrion, yeah, continues forward and arrives at the broken anvil. So I just
0: thought of it before we get too far, uh, just to go back to that rat salesman. Um, Before Yorin got Arya and before Ned was beheaded, she was catching rats and looking, and pigeons, Mm -hmm. and looking to sell pigeons and shit. And like. That it's was just, before Ned Stark died. Right. Now think there how were much... there
1: were tarts on the street being sold. Right, still at that. And how point. much it's changed since yeah. Joffrey's taken rule. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's the descent of this. Because yeah, we got the street. The no one was interested in Arya, because she wanted to trade a rat right. for yeah. something, and people looked at her in disgust. And now, rat rats being peddled, and it's one of the most it appetizing crid, looking yeah. things. So yeah, no, I think it's definitely intentional that we've gotten. These two different looks. But yeah, a boy runs out and helps Tyrion down off his horse, and he tells Vilar that he's going to be spending the night here. And Vylar kind of argues for a minute, but he's like, yeah, whatever, shut the fuck up, I've got I've
0: And got sends this. them away, yeah. yeah. He and, enters the inn of the Broken Anvil. And
1: it's a party in yeah, here. motherfucker's having a great time. The
0: familiar sounds of cella and... And Shay laughing and telling stories yeah, around Shae's the hearth,
1: chilling at a table with three black ears, the three he'd left to guard her, and a plump man whose back was to him, who Tyrion assumes at first to be the innkeep until Shay calls him by name when she sees Tyrion. Oh, Tyrion, my lion! And Varys rose, saying, "Oh, my lord, I'm so <laughs> glad to see you," wringing his
0: powdered hands together. And Tyrion is basically like mother. <laughs> fuck, how did he... he. He must have left me and then walked straight here. Yeah. Like, you son of a
1: bitch. How did he find them so quickly? And Ferris continues saying, Forgive me, I was just taken by a sudden urge to meet your young lady. And Shay likes that and says, You're half right, my lord. And Tyrion begins to think 18 and 18 and a whore, but quick of wit and mind. Damn you, eunuch. Yeah. And he starts, to, he's panicking here. He's like, Fuck, fuck, fuck someone knows and chella tells how she begins chella just goes on this fucking spiel about how she leaves enemies alive to prove that they don't don't fear you don't fear your enemies because they can return to you but you've already defeated them and Tyrion, while looking at Varys, says, a problem i will never face i'm terrified of my enemies so i kill them all and Varys giggles and asks if Tyrion will join them for some wine and he agrees seating himself beside Shay and this is
0: where the whole scene takes a different now, turn we saw this exact same conversation style between Ned and Littlefinger and Ned and Varys in early chapters and Ned was very bad at it and like he but he vocalized it as well i see this battle of words that you're playing and i don't like it mm-hmm. because i'm not that's not the stuff i like whereas Tyrion accepts it and says, I can do it too. Ha yeah, ha.
1: he understood what was happening here, even if the girl and Chella did not. Varys was delivering a message. When he said, I was taken by a sudden urge to see your young lady, uh, what he meant was, you tried to hide her, but I knew where she was and she, who she was, and here I am. He wondered who he begins to wonder who it is who may have betrayed him
0: too, The innkeeper. Varys. The boy out by the stable, the guardsman, could be anybody.
1: So Varys goes on talking about how when he returns to the city, he likes to enter through the Gate of the Gods because the carvings on them make him weep every time. They're just so exquisite. The eyes, they're so expressive. They almost seem to follow you. And so Shay eating it up, promises yeah. that, oh, I'll, I'll look, I'll look on the morrow, She's my lord. doesn't
0: understand what's happening here.
1: Yeah, and Tyrion's like, yeah, no, don't bother. The eyes he boasts of are his own. He means that he was watching us from the second we entered the city. Yeah. Like, and it's just so good because, like, now, and I think that's George's intent, is in book one, he establishes the talk like the game of thrones speech the double speech that we get but we get Ned who doesn't want any part of it and now we get Tyrion It has trouble
0: understanding and now well.
1: we get Tyrion who can filter it and like yeah. tell us what's happening but also be in it and kind of it, we we are just kind of learning it through his inner monologue with himself but it's just so well done god damn it but Varys tells Shay, do be careful, child. King's Landing is not wholly safe these days. I love this. I almost feared coming here alone. Lawless men everywhere. Men with cold steel
0: and colder hearts." And Shay jokes right here saying that she doesn't have to worry if anyone tries to bother her, she'll send Chilla after their ears. The black ears. Yeah. And Mm Varys is like, oh! Oh! oh, 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 Mm. You're (laughs) scared! And like dies, but it, Tyrion says that uh, Varys hooted as if it were the funniest thing he had ever heard, but there was no laughter in his eyes when he turned them on Tyrion.
1: Because he Tyrion thinks that what that meant, I I, fe- I almost yes. feared coming was I came where I came alone and unharmed. Others can only come with swords in their fists. So like yeah, I can walk these streets and like I can damn it feel good to be a gangster. He's, like, yeah, and
0: I feel like part of it is him also saying like, well, a yeah, he can move through the streets unseen and not worry about it. It's more of a others. He wouldn't comes dare here as a, he comes here than. as a friend, whereas others are not going to be so pleasant when they get here. Yeah, others visit. are coming with swords and their yeah. fists. Yeah,
1: and then as he turns his no laughterless eyes on Tyrion, he says. I should take very good care of her if I were you, indicating
0: Shay. And that's what I think he was saying there, is that, like, while I'm coming here as a friend, be ready, because if anybody else finds out where she is, you're fucked.
1: And Tyrion tells him, I intend to. Any man who tries to harm her, well, I'm too small to be a black ear, but... And Tyrion thinks, see, I speak the same tongue, eunuch. Hurt her, I'll have your head. And Varys rises to leave. Only, only, I only wish to welcome you, my lord, to this fair city. We have <laughs> dire need of you on the council. Have you seen the comet? And he said, Tyrion answers, I'm short, not blind. And Varus says, In the streets, they call it. In the streets. I in love the, it. In, in the, the streets? No. Oh in, <laughs> in the streets, they call it Red Messenger. <laughs> and uh, they say it comes as herald before a king to warn of fire and blood to follow and Varys says may I leave you with a riddle my lord and I'm so, just gonna read it
0: Yeah, I, uh, before you read it I just think this is his way of saying we like I actually do mean we could use you on the council and we do want you assuming you're serving the right purpose which of these th- four men are you serving yeah are you serving any of them or the sellsword the, the small folk the, per- the man's man
1: Yeah, so he, may I leave you with a bit of a riddle, Lord Tyrion? And he did not wait for an answer. In a room sit three great men, a king, a priest, and a rich man with his gold. Between them stands a sword. a little man of common birth and no great mind. Each of the great ones bid him slay the other, the other two. Do it, says the king, for I am your lawful ruler. Do it, says the priest, for I command you in the name of the gods. Do it, says the rich man, and all this gold shall be yours. So tell me, who lives and who dies? Bowing deeply, the eunuch hurried from the common room on soft, slippered feet. So, the riddle is something a lot of people like to bring up with Varys. Right. Right. Is this one where they, because uh, T- Tyrion and Shay kind of discuss it here in a minute, and the answer that they kind of give is oh, it depends depends on the self sword. But do you think Varys has a specific? So I think that the
0: the answer,
1: or is it that the answer is telling about the person?
0: Well, it's basically it's wherever the people put the power. Is who so who you
1: choose is saying where you would put the power in and the so the, king, the money. Or the, the riddle the is
0: essentially saying, do you, who do you serve, Tyrion, the realm?" Mm-hmm. The gods, the gods, or the gold, the gold, right, the vanity, and there. so the only right answer here is whoever the people put the power into. So it's if you look at the small fo- the the cell sword as the small folk, not just a cell sword, but as the people, who do you serve? The, the he needs to, Tyrion needs to serve the cell sword, the people, and so I think it's Varys' way of saying that's who I serve is that person for just, them to have the right to put the that... power in
1: like various riddle is all about these three as he like tells them like the the, the chosen ones or the what the hell was it? Varys called them like the great ones. The great ones. The great, the great, ones. great ones. Yeah, yeah bid The great him, him. ones. But they're all dependent on him to slay. Right. So who is it that has the power there? The cell sword. But and that's exactly the power yeah. of is death? That, or is,
0: and that's why I make the analogy that the cell sword is the small folk. It's technically wherever they put the wherever power. Wherever they believe. And wherever they believe is the the power. Whether it's the gold, the kingdom, or the gods. And so it's all based on what they decide. And so it's really about providing them the options to make their decision and be allowed to do that. And so Varys, we know, is serves the good of the realm, or assume. Mm. Um, I think this is his way of whatever response Tyrion gives here will help dictate whether Tyrion can help him to that goal. And eventually leads to him getting helped in dance. Yeah. You know, so that's where I'm at with that.
1: when Varys left, Chella gives a snort, and Shay wrinkled up her pretty face and says, The rich man lives, doesn't he? And Tyrion sips his wine thoughtfully for a minute and says, It would depend on the sword, it seems. And then he stands, saying, Come, let's go upstairs. And at the top of the stairs, she begins teasing him, asking if he missed her, and... He says desperately, and Shay uh, just starts saying how lonely he's gonna be in the Tower of the Hand, and
0: yeah, they make some jokes and start getting the sexy time on. But I do like that throughout this, he does start thinking about Tywin. Yeah, and Tywin, how he told him, "You are not to bring the whore to court." I would like to point out that she's not. She's not in the city. She's well, that's he, he mentions that bringing her to the city was as much defiance
1: as he dared. All his authority derived from his father. Couldn't she see that? And he, like, that's his dilemma here is like, he can't defy his father any more than he has because he only has power because his father has granted him right. his power. Yeah, currently. if his
0: father t- takes it away, then Cersei will be the first one to be like, cool, off with his head.
1: Yeah, off with her head, off with every. Yeah, and so he says, You won't be far. You'll have a house with guards and servants, and I'll visit it as often as I can. And so she undresses and.
0: They do the thing. <laughs> the thing. We're like thirteen-year-old boys about it. Well, they mean, do the thing. No, like, there's the obviously she's a whore. He's getting his fought, love on. Like, and, yeah. I uh, mean, now we're gonna get into deep hardcore porn. No. no, it's not. That, and um, afterward,
1: he thought to himself, "Fool, will you ever learn, dwarf? She's a whore. Damn you! It's your coin she loves, not your cock. Remember, Tysha? There, see, I said cock."
0: Oh, yeah. big boy, watch and out. And so, yeah,
1: he's already remembering yeah. Taisha. this scar of a memory yeah. for him. where do the horrors go? Where do the horrors so, go?
0: So after they finish, though, she asks a very interesting question. What will you do now that you're the Hand of the King? And he says, and I don't have the exact quote, but he says something Cersei would never expect. I'll do justice.
1: You say you don't have the exact quote, but that's the exact quote. no,
0: because the words are just kind of partial with the Cersei part. Justice. I mean, the, the I'll do justice is. So three yeah, words.
1: Tyrion means to actually fucking serve.
0: Yeah, like the go- decent... and the good of the realm, like yeah. that's it. He's actually look- well, technically the good of the realm is going to serve the good of Tyrion. Lannister, and I mean, well, that but... like
1: that's it. I mean, justice that he feels needs to be distributed, and clearly he's got some anger toward the Arryns and such and such and such. So like, regardless of whether it's Good or bad right. or warranted actually or not. just. But a... as far as we It'll as be readers so. know, Tyrion is generally a good person uh, here. And so we want to believe his justice will be better than Joffrey and Cersei's. Yeah. And so that dope chapter
0: concludes. You got inductee. Tyrion. Yeah, I'm giving it to Tyrion just because, especially for his first chapter, he just... He commands such a presence in King's Landing. Like people are already like, Fuck, Tyrion's here. Shit's, yeah. shit's happening again. Yeah, he and, just swaggers in and, and that's it. And he's so confident about what he's doing. He gets and... Cersei to L C reason
1: and then fucking just sets about. Yeah,
0: he's starting to put pieces in
1: play I mean, he he went to go fuck his whore and ran into Varys, but...
0: But he did say, you know, while his intentions weren't just to measure the city, he wasn't lying. He did want to take and see what's going on, and so he's preparing to fix this city. I love hearing. I adore him.
1: So that's a great one. Uh, Mine is going to go to the Sea Dog, Cersei, Hard Sea. Cause she's just savage in this one, yeah. Like, and I real. and their dynamic, as much as Lena Headey and Peter Dinklage nail it, it like, good goddamn the book chemistry of this. There's just this a, toxic relationship, but almost that these
0: a, have. A, a, a a an entertainment between her and him, like that wasn't quite, like Lena Headey had that very disdainful outlook at Peter Dinklage's character, but in this, there's also this playful sort of like yeah, I just slapped you three times and you're calling me out of my shit, but we're still kind of, that's how we play and, and yeah. ha- interact as siblings almost.
1: It's still pretty fucking but, hard. But no, but like, like on
0: like a hardcore like he's jabbing the... No, you fuck your brother. No, why don't you fuck me? Just kidding, bitch. I don't want none of that shit, you nasty. Yeah. Whoa.
1: And Cersei's just... I don't know. I like the... I don't know. At first, her petulance is endearing, I guess, where she's demanding Tywin come and serve her. And obviously, that's what ends up being her downfall with the Faith Militant and and such. But in in the beginning, like... Because she... She's on a high right now, right? Oh yeah, the with the Roberts. Robert. Death like, it tasted and... like triumph, like fuck
0: you. And almost everything she has wanted has gone to pass with Joffrey and all that. So
1: Yeah, so she's kinda like, Yeah, Joffrey could be reined in a little, but like was Barriston really that bad? And T oh, it's like, oops. Yeah, it is like, that bad. Yeah. And so yeah, those are our inductees and thoughts. We did receive an inductee from our friend Julian if, Oh am I gonna uh, read this one? Yeah. Cool.
0: So All right, for this one, he is going to induct... Is that right there? Or is the inductee... Oh, this is the whole chapter here. Oh, word. So Tyrion, late to the battle, but I've loved Tyrion with wit and sassiness from page one of his chapters. I was shocked by his ugliness, too, because he's pretty good looking in the show. Scar put aside, yeah, he's a horrid little monster in this. (laughs) Loved the slaps. Uh, That bitch. Tyrion just can't stop being funny, and Cersei can't stop being the cunning, charismatic woman she is. It tasted like triumph. One thing also struck me, the kind of complicity, complicity I felt between brother and sister throughout the games Tyrion plays and the bitterness Cersei holds towards him. Great, great writing as we can feel some tenderness and family love despite everything. Wonderfully said, if not wonderfully read. Inductee, <laughs> The Spider. Oh yeah, I I didn't even occur. Fucking of course, great fucking the spider. Holy Moses, Varys talking to Shay when Tyrion gets back to the inn. The message sent and understood by the imp throughout what seems to be a common conversation. Genius, love.
1: Yeah, Varys turning and standing up is a great reveal. It's just like oh fuck. Like uh, yeah,
0: and I mean obviously on the reread we know who it is, but like that first time in when it's like. Yo, he's. Hold on, he's here? Yeah, how the fuck are you already here? So, thank you so much, uh, Julian, not Tyrion from France, Julian from France. Julian from France. Uh, We love it when we get his inductees. He sends them in frequently, and we appreciate that so much. Please send in your inductees, just like Julian. Yeah. Uh, next episode we are reading Brandon Stark's first chapter. No, not Ned's brother, little Brandon Stark. I don't think anybody. Can I'm aware. That at this so point. Brand One is our next episode, and it's going to be very, very good. I'm yeah, very excited is. for it. Yeah. So it I is. just started notes. I don't have much going yet, but it's gonna. God, it's gonna be so. So good. send
1: us in inductees for Brand One of Clash of Kings, and after that we'll be reading Arya Two.
0: And Naria's
1: second chapter So send us an inductees for that And we will catch you on the next one Val Valid- Harris Peace